Hello and welcome to episode four of Talking Rivals, a podcast about the best bleeping rivalry in all of sports. I'm Patrick, this is Chris, and we are live uh, episode four trade deadline review. It's finally, it's finally passed. So it's, you know, it's like the day or two after Christmas morning and uh, we've got some shiny new toys for the Red Sox and the Yankees. And we'll start with the Yankees and Red Sox, and then we'll move out and do winners, losers for the whole league. Um, We are at anywhere you get your podcasts and on Twitter at Talking Rivals. Um, So I guess we'll start with the Yankees. Um, Yeah, I mean, I like the moves. I was surprised that they went as aggressive as they did. the big thing, adding players, but they didn't add any payroll, which is pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought that was the biggest shocker. I mean, getting Gallo and Rizzo obviously makes this team much better offensively and defensively. Uh, huge upgrades right there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then adding in Haney, um, that's, a, you know, that's an innings guy, maybe the fifth starter, you know, that pushes uh, – uh, Cortez into the bullpen long, long relief role, which is good. You know, that strengthens the bullpen. Um, I don't know much about the pitcher they got from Texas. Do you know anything about him? I don't Jolie Rodriguez. Yeah. Do you know anything about him? No. <laughs> yeah. I, I looked at his numbers aren't impressive, but he obviously wasn't the main guy in the trade. So uh, I, the big thing, like I said, they didn't add any payroll. So they stayed under the tax, which is what they wanted to do. Um, oh, Haney got picked up as well. Yeah, his from, money. Yeah, from the Angels. Wow. Yeah, so nothing went over the the cap. Um, and who'd they give up for Haney? Oh man, I'd have to look that up. Um, I mean, I was expecting, you know, lurking on the periphery of Yankees Twitter, I was expecting Gallo, and I was expecting a Haney-like move. Rizzo was the one that came out of left field. Right. The two guys uh, for Haney were two two pitching prospects. One guy, okay. Elvis Paguero, and the other guy I heard good things about, though, was Jensen Junk. I know his name <laughs> doesn't sound good. Yes, that's right. I remember Jack Curry posting that on Twitter and people yeah. going crazy. You traded you traded minor leader, minor leaguer junk for a junk major leaguer. Yeah, basically. But Junk is supposed to have good stuff. He's got a lot of strikeouts. So, um, I mean, Haney is what he is, but. Yeah, I'm not. Trust me, I'm not doing cartwheels for this guy. You know, I would have liked a better starter, but. I mean, we needed something better than what we've had, you know, after Cole. So you can't you can't throw out Nick Nelson and Michael King. Yeah, expect your bullpen to. I I totally agree. And you know what? Um, there are positive signs with um, with Severino returning. Yep. Uh, I think he's going to start a rehab assignment. And Kluber is still just throwing. So I don't think we'll see him before September. But Severino, we might see in the next within the next two or three weeks. So hopefully by the end of August, we'll see him out there, which would okay. be great. You know, that that's a huge upgrade. Yes. Yep. So I, I, I like it. I wasn't expecting it, but uh, the big, I, for me too, the bigger move that wasn't made 
was Luke Voigt. Um, you know, he's basic. I mean, he's still on the IL, but he's going to return soon. Um, he basically doesn't have a job now because if, if um, Stanton is still the DH, he's really a bench guy. Uh, unless, you know, we did see Stanton play Friday night in the, right. in the field and he played fine, which I think most people don't understand. He's a decent outfielder and he'll be fine out there if you just let him play. And um, this lineup gets so much better with the additions. And then if you put Stanton in left, then you could put Voight as your DH. And that lineup gets so much better because now you're not throwing, you know, two subpar. I mean, now you're not throwing out Greg Allen out there or uh, um, even Gardner or something like that. Maybe you'll see Judge play center a little bit more as well to get these guys. So that's, that, that's a really, so in that way, you know, great moves. And so, but we'll see what going forward, if they're going to use Stanton in the outfield, which should be interesting. What uh, it's way too early, but what, what grade would you give the Yankees on the trade deadline? Uh, You know what? They did really great. The biggest thing I, like I said before was um, not adding uh, any money to the salary, uh, blowing through the salary uh, threshold. So that was big. I would say a B plus or an A minus for me. I still would have liked a better starter coming back somewhere, but um, that was probably asking for a lot. But um, I think all things considered and not giving up any really top prospects, I thought that was huge. So definitely B plus, A minus for me. Okay. Yeah. So I'm very happy. So. We'll see. Yep. <laughs> we'll see if we can catch the Red Sox now. <laughs> I don't think we're I don't think we're gonna catch the Red Sox, but at least get a wild card. I definitely think it'll be a wild card. Yeah, and then one game playoff, one game wild card game with Cole pitching. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be interesting. Um, as far your as <laughs> the, the Red Sox are concerned, I would I, I went back and forth on this. I was listening to a couple of different shows last night and um, it's, it's very polarized Red Sox fans right now. They are going back and forth between what the hell are you doing? (laughs) And in bloom, we trust, you know, he's the smartest guy in the room. It's not the, it's not the deals that you do make. It's sometimes the deals that you don't make. And, um, I'm I'm in the latter camp right now. Mm-hmm. I would I would give the only way I would give the the Red Sox a better grade is if they went out and they if they're going to go for it, go all out and get Max Scherzer. But he's a rental, so he was the he was the eye candy. He was the you know Kurt Schilling midseason addition. But then you, you're all in, and all your chips are in the middle of the of the table, and you got to win it all. Which is the goal, but um, at what cost? Mortgage your future. Based on, we'll get into this later, but based on what Scherzer got in return with the Nationals, you're looking at giving up two out of your top five prospects, and Bloom was not willing to do that. So um, I would say as a grade, I'm, I'm still going to give them like an A- minus or B plus, like you did with the Yankees. Okay. And I guess it's headlined by Kyle Schwarber, the outfielder who looks like a first baseman 
but oddly enough, has only played a couple games at first base. I mean, doesn't he look like a first baseman? I, I personally thought he played more games at first. I know we spoke about it a couple of times. I thought I mean, he played more games. <laughs> he's he's a lefty power hitter. He's Right now, he's on the IL. He's got a hamstring injury, but he did take batting practice with the Red Sox last night. And Cora said, look, if this is a playoff game, he's playing tonight. He okay. might be DH. And they moved J.D. Martinez to left field for a game or two, but he'll be he'll be fine in a week and and he is what he is he's um he's a, a good amount of strikeouts not obscene amounts for this day and age um a good eye decent on base percentage corner outfielder average outfielder and he's one of the best power hitters available uh when he's healthy i mean look what he did in june he's got now we went over the threshold. That's where I would lower our grade to a, a B or B plus. We went over the threshold form. We have to pick up three and change on his contract. Right. And he's got an eleven and a half million dollar, but it's mutual for next year. And with the year he had, if he does anything in Boston, if he comes back healthy and does anything like what he did in June, there's no way he picks up that option. He tests free agency again. So it's a $3 million buyout as well. Okay. Next year. So we're basically on the hook for 6.4 right now for a rental. And, <laughs> and we gave away our number eight prospect. 20 mm. year old, the right-handed pitcher, Aldo Ramirez. Now he's, he has the ceiling of a mid rotation starter. Uh, according to the Sox prospects site, but he's, he's only six foot 180. Coming into the year, he was ranked 19th. He jumped up to eight with a good year. So he's in the middle of the pack as far as organizational. Um, they list him as a very interesting young arm with a strong track record of performance in the low minors against age advanced competition. Um, a very good chance to remain as a starter, if not good bullpen piece. Uh, Three-pitch mix, all at least average potential. The thing with him is he doesn't stand out physically, but he's young enough that he could still grow some more. And um, he's he's in. he just moved up to double A. Um, did most of his damage in A ball, and he really skyrocketed in the fall and winter leagues last year. But he, uh, they say he has a long way to go between what he is now and what he could be in the future. So, right. So we give up, you know, I, I personally am not losing sleep over giving up a potential, you know, number five starter, four starter for Schwarber if Schwarber hits a big home run in September. Yeah, that's it, it makes totally sense. Now, what where do you think Schwarber plays? I think Schwarber is the starting. Um, Starting left field, and then you move Verdugo to center, and you have Renfro staying right, and I think Duran goes to the bench. Oh, okay. And then against you know, Duran's batting 150 right now. I know it's a small sample size, but he's it's got like, some big swing and miss holes. Yeah. Right. Um, you can always bring Duran in at the end of the game for defense, mm-hmm. put him in left as speed plays and then bring him in for pinch running. I know that's 
for me, that's that should be Duran's role. Uh, I'm in the camp where Duran will get into this in episode five uh, on Monday, but Duran to me is not an everyday starter, not yet, especially for a playoff team. Right. But um, they uh, Bloom and Cora, Cora is echoing what Bloom is saying as far as um, we want to get the best talent we can multi-positional talent and we'll figure out from there it's almost musical chairs right uh a lot like what they did with lemayhew with you guys um schwarber has a little flexibility as far as DHing left field he's gonna try first base but he's coming off a hamstring injury so i don't want him to I, I don't see first base as a viable everyday option, but you throw JD Martinez in left field when you're in Fenway with the with the Green Monster, put Schwarber at DH. Um, yeah, if he hasn't played it that much too. Um, who? Uh, Schwarber. Schwarber right. hasn't played. He first hasn't base. played first. Oh yeah, yeah, first base. First base is a long shot right now. Right. Um, I would I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked if you saw him there, but I would be shocked if you saw him maybe 10 games out of the last 50 at first. Mm. Uh, maybe 20 or 30 out in the left field and then another 20 at DH. Yeah. I see that being the split. Um, I mean, it is what it is. It, it came at a price as far as prospects wise, which I'm not too upset about. Came at a price monetarily, which the Red Sox blow through the salary tax threshold. So Schwarber better get a big hit because you're helping out an offense, which I don't think needed that much. I mean, it's tinkering around the edges. It's not as big a splash as Rizzo or Gallo. But I don't think the Red Sox offense needed no, I don't think upgrade. And that's why I want to give them an A for the trade deadline because the other two moves we made were for pitching, but they were more like Andrew Haney level. Yeah, nothing. We no traded <laughs> for Hansel Robles, which is bullpen depth. He has a career four ERA and a four FIP. Yeah, not um, bad. Not bad. Coming into this year. He was pitching to a sub three ERA halfway through this year. And then his last, I want to say his last nine outings, he has an 11 ERA. Yeah. So I'm going to be positive and say, look, he's pitching on a bad team. He used to be a closer for the Angels. He's got a mid 90s fastball and a unique delivery. Maybe he's maybe he's just upset that he's pitching on a bad team and he just kind of lost his focus for a little bit mm-hmm. and he'll regress. I mean, he won't regress. Hopefully he'll, right. uh, he'll pitch back to his level. I think he's a mid three ERA guy and like a seventh inning. If you're losing or you're winning by a couple runs, he comes in. He is what he is. He's um he's bullpen depth. And we gave away our number 53 prospect. So that's, yeah, that's not bad at all. Yeah. Um, I think our third, our third and final move, we traded with the Pirates for a left handed pitcher, which um, 
he's eight Austin Davis, 28 year old, mm-hmm. big guy, 6'4, 235. He's arbitration eligible in 2023, and he's not a free agent until 2026. So we have him. Uh, I don't know about the money. If we took on any money, he wasn't making a lot, but I think he's been in the big leagues with Philly and Pittsburgh for a couple of years. Yeah. So he might be making about a million bucks. Um, we, he's more bullpen depth, but he uses four pitches. So I, I wonder if he could be like a long reliever. Uh, I know he throws a fastball curve slider and change up. Um, it's not bad. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's eligible. He's not eligible for free agency for another four years after this. So he's going to be, he's going to be a four a type of guy. Yeah. Right. Be, I don't think he's going to be like those, like an impactful either. Is, no, uh, he's not going to be an Andrew Miller lefty. No, he's no. Gonna be, he's, not. we don't have many left-handed relievers in triple a yeah. or the major league level. We have two in the bullpen right now that are, that are good, but you can never have enough lefty relievers. And we traded away a fan favorite, Michael Chavis, who's another 4A guy. Right, yeah. And he he had no place on the team, but he was a fan favorite. So um, you give up a long shot prospect. You give up a guy who doesn't have a place in the major on the major league roster, and you give up the eighth prospect. So you give up one – you don't give up a sure thing mm-hmm. out of the three and you get bullpen depth and what I think is the best power hitter re- available at the deadline. So, and, and I think all these moves by the Red Sox just shows you that they are hinging everything on and they're expecting sale to come back and be the pitcher that he was. Yes. Um, Without a doubt. I think that's, that's what all these moves are telling you. Yes, that's that's where my grade for B plus comes in. That that that's the wait and see approach. Is if Chris Sale is the Chris Sale of old, then everybody gets slotted back and it works fine. Right. If Chris Sale comes back and God forbid he gets injured again or has a setback or can only go a couple innings at a time, then the Red Sox are going to be scratching their heads. But, um. I personally think right now, games, if they make it, because Tampa's right on our heels and you guys made a bunch of moves and you could blink and, and next week we could be talking about Red Sox in the wild card. But if if it started right now, the playoffs, I think game two and game three starters are not on their roster right now with Sale and Hauk in AAA right now. Right. That's so, awful. I see Eovaldi is game one, Sale game two, and Tanner Houck game three, and you want no part of the other pitchers. You just right. want to ride three guys and then give it to the bullpen. But, um, yeah, like I said, maybe maybe a B, B-plus, the moves he didn't make as far as – we'll get into this in a minute as far as going after a Jose Barrios, who I know is controllable for another year, but – um, based on what Toronto gave up, Toronto gave up their top two prospects, two top 100 ranked guys, uh, former number five overall pick two years ago, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So that would have cost the Red Sox two out of their top five prospects, if not their top two. Which uh, Barrios is a very good pitcher, but I think he's inflated as far as number one, has he pitched in the playoffs? Right. No. Has he pitched in a big, has he pitched in a big market? And has he pitched, um, is he inflated based on uh, the market? I mean, it's, it's a, uh, I think, I think players, uh, teams that sold their players got, for the most part, King's ransom at the deadline this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think he's a, oh my God, that was a great, you know, I, I thought it was a good move on right. the part of the Blue Jays. And I thought overall they did a great job. Um, but do I, do I look at Berrios as like an ace? No, I don't think so. I look at him more as a number two, a good, a solid two, good number three starter. Yeah. Um, but the Blue Jays are pretty desperate for pitching right now. So yeah, the, it made sense, you know, for them to do this. I mean, and he's, he's not great. You know, like, let's say like this year, seven and five, uh, ERA three, four, eight, um, 21, 121 innings pitch, 95 hits, K126. So, yeah, I mean, he's okay. He's good, but they did give up a lot for him. Yeah. And, and like you said, w- w- were the Red Sox willing to give up as much as they would have to give up for him? And and I don't think they would have did that, and I don't think the Yankees were willing to do that either. So Yeah, I, I suspect that the Twins probably asked about Volpe for you guys. Mm-hmm. And asked us about our our top prospect Tristan Cassis, who's supposed to be our first baseman of the future. So I don't know. It's um your two top prospects for a year and a half of a th- three and a half ERA pitcher. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I I you know a couple of years ago I thought Barrios when he first came up, I thought wow this guy might be, you know he was showing. I, I thought he was showing great stuff early on, but then, you know, he's been solid since then. I don't think he's been as good as when he first came up. When he first came up, he looked like he had electric stuff and it looked like, all right, this guy might be an ace. And then right. I don't know what's happened. He's still young enough. I mean, he's still only 27. So, yeah, he's um, he's not com- a completely finished product. I think there's 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 room for growth, but. Um, he's been healthy, so it's not like he's, uh, you know, uh, damaged goods at all. You know? No, no. He's got that going for him, too. I think so. that if uh, the trade deadline was at the end of August and the Red Sox had more of a track record with looking at what sale is as a final product, then you could sl- – and he's healthy. And you could slot Barrios as a two or a three behind him right in line with Eovaldi, maybe they make the trade. Mm-hmm. But the way the deadline worked out this year, you don't know what you're getting from Sale. Right. So if Sale comes back and regresses or gets injured and you went all in on Barrios to win this year, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that gets it done. So I think it was a smart move not to make the move as far as the Red Sox are concerned. Right. Yeah, I, I, I thought so, too. And I didn't want the Yankees to give up, uh, you know. I know they weren't going to give up D- Dominguez for anybody. No. But after that, I didn't want them to give up full pay or 
any of their other tops. Um, they probably, uh, based on what Toronto got, they probably would have asked for Volpe and Austin Wells. Yeah, I don't. There's no way for me. He's not worth that, you know. Or they would have asked for some young pitching like Garcia and Schmidt. Right, and I, I, I don't know. I don't think he's. I don't think he's worth it, and I don't think the team right now, as much as the moves we made, I don't think we're worth it either. You know, I just don't see it. You know, I, I've said it a couple of times already. I don't yeah. see this team being that championship team, even with if you add this kid Barrios. Let's say if we added him to this lineup, and I don't know, I just don't see it. But anyway, I'm I'm happy they didn't trade for him. Um, but so it, it's interesting because. We talked about the Yankees making their moves, big moves. Red Sox, they made some moves. They tinkered a little bit, and they yep. got Sale coming back. So, actually, let's – let's. Well, why don't we talk about the rest of the East? So, we talked – all right, the Blue Jays. They got Barrios. Who else did they, did they get? They, um, they got Brad Hand from the Washington Nationals. Right. He's – Lefty reliever. Not what he used to be, but – not what he used to be, but if you look at their bullpen, Toronto's bullpen, he's an yeah, upgrade. They definitely, need, <laughs> definitely. They, they need help. And <laughs> and aside note, it's great to have baseball back in Toronto. Yes, yep. I did see that too. That's awesome. I, I'm sure the fans are loving that. The team yeah, is probably about time. Um yeah. uh the Rays made most of their most of their noise with Nelson Cruz, which I think is a great pickup. Right. Yeah, definitely. They to get a bat like that in that lineup, that's that's huge. But they did make a bunch of moves. Nothing major though, outside of Nelson Cruz. Yeah, I don't I don't even question um when the Rays trade pitching. No, I don't yeah. question it. No, it really no. works out for them. They always they always and, and oh. they probably have three or this is this is not breaking news, but they probably have three or four guys in AAA that'll come up and pitch to a three ERA. Right. They'll be great in the playoffs, you know. Yeah, of course. They just they'll have some no name opener that'll shut down it's so Boston true. in September and we'll go from there. Yeah. I mean their lineup <laughs> is probably as good or than any team out there. So they got that going. And I don't think they had to give up any of their top prospects either. Right? No. So I, I thought they, they did a great job. So yes. everybody yep. improved in that division. I mean, other and- than and the Baltimore Orioles did what the Baltimore Orioles do. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> they have nothing, too. But Well, I mean, the one thing, they didn't get rid of Means, Mullins, or Mancini. Right. That's so, what they're building around, exactly. So, so that's who they're, that's who they're uh, going to war with. Yep. Um, AL Central, I thought that the White Sox paid a heavy price, but they got much better. Yes. I, I thought so too. Um, they picked up Craig Kimbrell mm-hmm. for Cody Hewer and Nick Madrigal. And nice. if Madrigal's name sounds familiar, he was their starting second baseman to open the season. He was a former fourth overall pick three years ago. So it's a heavy, he suffered a torn hamstring. Uh, Hewer is only 25. He's a reliever with four years of control after this year. So you're trading for one and a half years of Kimbrel for four years of a young um, strikeout and inning reliever and a starting second baseman. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they, 
that's that's ballsy. You could say that for sure, but they know they're it's in all the, in. They're yeah. they went all they're in starting rotation. Now they add another piece to the bullpen, which was already strong, right? Because yep. you already have Kopich in there. You got Liam Hendricks. And so, apparently and- Kimbrell's gonna be the closer, and Hendricks is okay with being the eighth inning guy. That's a whew, that's a good eight eight and ninth, and then actually seventh eighth and ninth because Kopich, right? Yep. So I'm not sure about what their lefty reliever situation is, but I think Crochet. There, uh, I think he's a young kid. Okay. He's in there as a lefty, but yeah, and no, then, I, I like it. I I, I do. I, I like that team a lot, man. I think they're the. I think they had a team to beat in the in the AL. And. I think an under-the-radar move is what they did right before that with Cleveland, which is surprising that they traded with Cleveland. Um, they got the second baseman, Cesar Hernandez. Yeah. Very who's good. An, who last year won the gold glove. He's a switching second baseman. And he, I think he has 18 home runs this year. Mm. And they didn't give up much for him. And that's always important. You yeah. know, not giving up a lot. So that's, yeah, that's, I thought that was a really good move. Yeah, he's got uh, 18 and 47, yeah. batting 231. Yeah, a typical 2021 stat line. Yeah, not bad at all. So they, they did a great job. And they've already, they were already, I thought, the team to beat in the AL and adding these guys just kind of, solidified themselves there so that was uh you know minnesota was given up i and i was uh kansas city i was a little surprised you know i you you mentioned you wanted uh w- with merrifield i think didn't you or no at one at one point i did but yeah. uh the the price would have been prohibitive they hold on i'm to surprised him. that they held on to everybody except yeah. for duffy yeah they did and- trade duffy and solaire but they didn't get back much at all yeah, but I mean, why didn't they try to trade Santana? Very true. He's he right. does not fit into their long term plans. Yeah, he's, I mean, and he's I a good know. player. You could have traded Michael Taylor, uh, Benintendi. You could have got rid of as well. I think Benintendi, they're going to try and um, build around. Wow. Okay. I think they like him. All right. Which, Perez. Yeah. I, those guys would have probably got a, a decent. Perez would have got Perez and Murrayfield would have gotten you. Yeah, top prospects, I think. Yep. You know, so that was a but like you said, if they're gonna build around these guys, I, I just I don't know. I don't see the pitching. They don't have much pitching. Uh Greg okay. Holland would have been another option to trade. Yes. Right. I mean, he's 35, he's having a good year. Uh you could have got, you know, something for him. I don't know what, but you could have got something for him. But their pitching is just not good. I'm I'm shocked. Starting pitcher Mike Miner, they could have got something for him. Yep, thirty three. Um, you know, to me, he's like a Danny Duffy, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> so I, I'm surprised they didn't do more. You know, this is a team that's going nowhere. Um, they have Wade Davis. You know, just arms that they could have got rid of and got just some kind of young talent for him. But you know. Who knows? But they, yeah, it's it's <laughs> tough to uh, to get inside the head of the brass of the Royals. Yeah, exactly. 
And then you have uh, the Indians went cheap. There's no other way to put it. Um, yeah. You kind of seen that happening, even though they're, you know, what, what are they in the, the they're right around 500. Division. Yeah. And they are what they are. They're yeah, not going to. And they're not, they're, they're nowhere near a, they're six and a half away from a wild card and nine away from the division. So. Oh, wow. And you didn't think they would go big anyway. You know, they've, they've never really gone big. So I wasn't expecting anything from them, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, and then, uh, well, let's get to the West. The West, you know, of course, with Houston. What did Houston do? Houston didn't do anything. <laughs> I don't That's think. surprising, right? I mean. It's oh, very they, surprising. They made a minor move. Didn't they pick up a couple of pitchers or something? Did they, they oh, they got, they got Phil Maton from Cleveland and Yana Diaz from Miles Straw. Yes, they traded away their center fielder. Yeah. Or their part-time center fielder. Yeah, he's got speed, but, you know. He's like a Harrison Bader yeah. type. I don't see any other move. Did they make any? I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so either. They've got a five-and-a-half game lead over Oakland and – in the West, and they're five and a half up in the wild card. Right. Uh, the first wild card. Yeah. That's, so. I mean, yeah, they're in, they're in control. And you know what? Their lineup is probably as good as anybody's. So you didn't have to add their pitching. How I mean, if it started them. today, they would have home field advantage through the whole thing. Yeah. Starting pitching and bullpen could have yeah. added. I think either a starter or a reliever you could have added there. Um, you know, you got Grinky, McClure's, and Garcia as your top three there, right? Odorizzi is there. You know, uh, closer. Presley's having a really good season. Yes, he is. Uh, outside of that, I don't know about the rest of their bullpen, you know. So that was interesting. I thought they'd make some kind of move. You know, but yep. maybe the and guy then, that they got in that trade is something. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Um, Oakland. Oakland was fairly aggressive going after Starling Marte. Mm-hmm. I thought so. And they gave up, I thought, a pretty big piece for him. I don't yes. know. Right? That's Lizardo, the lefty pitcher. Yeah, I know he's not pitching well. Um but I thought that was a lot to give up. According for. to the scouting reports, he's a he's a he's a stud. So yeah, wasn't he picked one or two or three overall or something? He was definitely a top pick. Yeah. Uh, let's see. And he hasn't been pitching well. I don't know if he's. I know he got hurt last year. Was it last year he got hurt in the beginning of the year? Yeah, that goes both ways, though. I'm, I mean, he doesn't have much tread on his tires right now. Right. And he's still so. 23. You know, if this guy yeah. turns it around, this guy's a top-of-the-rotation starter. You know, that's the kind of talent this guy has. He was a third-round pick. Oh, he was that low? Oh, I always thought he was that high because I know he was right out of high school. Really I mean, he's not even 22. Right. Okay. But he is 22. I'm sorry. So oh, he'll be 23. Yes. No, he is 23. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, he is. He'll be 24 in, uh, next month. 
Uh, and he's been in the majors before, so. Right. He's got that. So I was, I don't know why I was, I thought he was a little bit better. Um, yeah, he, I mean, he's highly regarded. Yes. So, so I, I think, you know what, that's, but that's a, that's a big, um, that could be a big lottery ticket for the, for the Marlins, you know, and you know, yeah, what? He, he could be, I don't think he's going to be an ace, but he could be a, a solid three for yeah. them going forward for a decade. Yeah, it's possible. It's possible. Moving over to the National League. Yeah. And then in the rest of the West, you have Seattle, the Angels, and Texas. Texas. Um, yeah, they sold. They sold, yeah. They sold. Yeah, they they sold, sold Gibson to... Uh, Philly. Right? Philly. The Angels. The Angels are just treading water. They're 51 and 52. Seattle got Castillo from Tampa Bay, gave Which, away they traded uh, Graveman, Graveman, I mean. Yes, right? that, that caused a lot of strife yeah. in their clubhouse. Apparently, you had people throwing bats and crying. It's not a good look. And they're only two and a half back of the wild card. Yep. They're actually ahead of the Yankees. They played the Yankees <laughs> this week, right? Yeah. Yep. I'll actually be going to the Saturday game. There you go. Surprisingly. <laughs> um, but um, yeah. Yeah, that was that was a surprise move. So Seattle is gonna hang in, I think, but you know, maybe the next week or two is gonna determine. They were, in, they were kicking the tires on Whit Merrifield. They were kicking the tires on a couple of uh, Adam Frazier. Mm-hmm. And then they end up with a middle reliever. Yeah. Yeah, that's you know what? When when you got a low payroll and you can't really move much, those are that's the kind of moves you're gonna have to make, unfortunately. Right. And um, just hope that the guys you got are gonna step up. But the Graveman one was a big shocker. Yes. You know, to to trade away your your main closer. Now you got Montero as your main as your closer now. Yeah, that's Yeesh. it's tough to sell to the fans. That's that's definitely tough to the fans and the team. Obviously, they weren't happy. So, and then looking at the National League, the Mets Mets were pretty bold going after Baez. Right. They gave up their fifth best prospect, first round pick from last year, Peter Crow Armstrong. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a law firm, right? <laughs> I thought, um, and I, I thought they needed to do more, in my, in my opinion. I thought another starter. I know they picked up uh, Rich Hill earlier on. Right. You know, that's all right. But now with the news, DeGrom's going to be out another two weeks. At least. Yeah. So that's, um, you know, now you're putting it's all interesting, the interesting, though. You need – you can never have enough starting pitching. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. And every team needs, for the dog days of summer, they need innings eaters. But when it comes to the playoffs, it shrinks down who you trust in a game. Right. So it, it's weird how it expands for a month or two, and then it can, and then it contracts big time, and it gets down to your top three guys, maybe a fourth starter in the playoffs, and then your bullpen. Right. 
So I think if the if the Mets if they're healthy, Degrom is a wild card because if he's healthy, he's lights out. But you don't know. And Syndergaard coming back too. Is he Syndergaard, coming back? Carrasco is back. Strowman, Walker. I think they have enough pitching. Hmm. And you know you don't need more than four starters in in no. the playoffs. So one of those guys or two is going to the bullpen. bullpen. I could see Syndergaard coming in late innings. That would be yeah. huge. I mean, that's a good. You could he could be like your two inning guy. Right back end of the game, you know, so yep, that's actually not bad. But I can see them using Syndergaard kind of like Jabba rules back in the day. Yeah, they're just hinging their bets, I think, on on it comes down to the ground. Yeah, you on three guys that are basically injured or you know coming back from an injury. You got the ground, Syndergaard, and Carrasco. I think Syndergaard you could win without Syndergaard because you still have Strawman and Walker, right. Will they win? My hot take from last night, you remember this, is the Mets are not making are not winning the NL East. Mm. So you're going with Philly. Or I'm going with Philly. I'm going with the field. Philly or Atlanta. Right. Okay. I'll hedge my bets there. But yeah. Well, what's they're only up by three, three and, and a half. half. So it's it's gonna be tight, you know. You can look at it two ways if you're a Mets fan. You can say glass half full. We're in first place. Lindor hasn't done anything. He's injured. DeGrom has only pitched 92 innings, and we're still in first place. Or you can say you're hinging your bets on a guy whose arm might fall off. Lindor might not get healthy, and you have a big strikeout guy in Baez now you're pinning your hopes on. So... And you know what? Just a real quick thing, because I heard it on the radio the other day. In two weeks, starting on August 13th, they're 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. 13 games from the 13th to the 26th are against the Dodgers and the Giants. Oh, wow. So their season might come down to those two weeks, you know. Very, very well could. I mean, if they if they poop the bed against those against you know, and that's those two weeks, yeah, they could easily go three and ten against those teams. Yeah, those. that might turn everything. I mean, the Dodgers. We know we'll we'll talk about the Dodgers in a minute. What they did. So. Oh boy. Uh, yeah. So that's going to be a tough stretch. I mean, but they've also they also bookended that, though that run with starting with Washington and ending with Washington in that run. So you're going to start really weak, and then it gets it goes from like the worst team to the two yep. best teams in the league, exactly. and then followed by the worst team again. So it's oof, it's going to be interesting for them. And and just for you mentioned Atlanta, Mets at Atlanta, three game series ends the se- ends the season. Oh wow! Wouldn't that okay. be great if these if the division comes down to those three? Atlanta games? made a lot of decent. Yes. Tinkering type of moves. Yep. I mean, they got Jock Peterson like a week ago. Mm-hmm. They got Jorge Soler. They got Adam Duval. Eddie Rosario. Eddie Rosario. <laughs> they they got a lot of good. Did you see they added uh, Rich Rodriguez? 
the closer from Pittsburgh yes. as well. He's more than a tinker, but yeah. He's... And they and they, they added Voigt, the catcher from Arizona. Yep. I mean, that's a good depth off the bench type of guy. So they definitely got deeper. I know they their big loss, obviously. Zacuna. Yeah, but, I mean that was huge. I thought, yeah. But Freddie Freeman is more than capable of carrying a team for a week or two. Yeah, so that's that's gonna be an, that's that's definitely an interesting team now. That's and this whole division, Philly. We could talk about Philly, the, the moves they made. Um, they added a couple of guys as well. They added- I'm not in love with what Philly did. I'm not a big Kyle Gibson fan. Right, me either. Ian Kennedy is what he is. He he. He'll play in the National League. That's that's a good move, but yeah, I, I don't like Kyle Gibson at all. Yeah, I don't. I mean, and then when you look at their rotation after Wheeler, Nola, if Nola pitches back to what he's used to pitching. Right, that's, that's a good one too. Yeah, and then you could put Gibson in the three spot, or Velasquez could be, but Velasquez yeah, well. Gibson would be a three, and then their bullpen. Good luck. Yeah. I know that's uh, <laughs> adding. Th- that's what they they should have did was add maybe another arm, but they did add Kennedy, right? Yeah, to the bullpen. So that helps a little bit. Um, but their bullpen's been just a total brain wreck. It's a dumpster fire. Yeah, this whole year. I mean, and they got decent guys. I mean, Archie Bradley's usually solid, and he's been he's been probably the one solid guy. In the yeah, they have a couple of decent. They have a couple of flamethrowers out there. Right. It's just, yeah, it's just not coming together for them. Nope. And then <laughs> we moved to the NL Central, which was, it, which was polar opposites to me with these five teams. You had the Cubs selling every single thing right. except for the base bag of baseballs, <laughs> and then you had Milwaukee did absolutely nothing. Right. <laughs> Cincinnati didn't. Pretty much nothing. Uh, St. Louis, I think they got J.A. Happ and John Lester, so they tinkered. But, I mean, Chicago is the big one in the Central. Yeah. What do you think of what Chicago did? I I thought it was smart. You know, like, now's the time. I mean, if you're going to rebuild, you got to rebuild. The only thing I think the Brewers, I just seen, they picked up Norris from the Tigers. Daniel Norris. Okay, Daniel Norris. Yeah, he was highly regarded a few years ago out of Toronto, but I don't think he ever turned into anything. He's, he's like a reliever now, but um, yeah, I, you know what? It was smart. The Cubs and the nationals, both teams, you know what? They're out of it. And they got a bunch of veterans where they were at the end of their contracts. You know what? Let's catch these guys in and start re start our rebuild. I mean, and as bad as both of those teams are, if you look at their records, yeah, they're not are only awful. Five under five hundred. Right. I mean, the the Cubs are gonna win. My, it's not much, but they're gonna win seventy games. So it's not like you know, not like they're fifty and one hundred and twelve. Right. I mean, who knows what they're gonna do the rest of the uh, right? You know, they may not even. You know, you're saying they're gonna win seventy. They may not right. So they have to win. Just... They have to win twenty, and they lose thirty-seven. 20 yeah. and 37 is doable. Yeah. And, and Washington's a little better. They're only seven under. They were only six and a half out. I mean, they're only six and a half, six and a half out right now. Yeah. But I, I guess they figured, you know what? Now's the time to, to make changes. 
You know, yeah, so- and I, I like what the Cubs going back to the Cubs. I like some of the lottery tickets that they got. Yeah, that and and that's all you could do, right? At that point, you're yeah. not trading for major league talent. You're trading away for, like you said, the lottery tickets, and you're hoping one or two of these guys cashes. One in. guy that's not getting any love because of his injury history. They traded Jake Marisnik, who's a rental fourth outfielder to San Diego. Mm-hmm. And they got a former Red Sox farmhand that Red Sox fans will remember, Anderson Espinosa. Uh, he's a pitcher. I think he's 20, if I get this right. Oh, boy. Just might be 22 or 23. Okay. And I... I know this is not a good sign. He's never pitched above high A, but he used to be a top 50 overall prospect. Oh, okay. A couple of years ago. Mm. So to get a, to give away a guy who has a career 229 hitter in Jake Marisnik and to get a former top 50 overall prospect back, I think is a great move. But Yeah, because Marisnik is not much, you know. He's a, he is what he is. Yeah. Nothing spectacular. And I thought... For me, San Diego, I thought when you look at the move that the Dodgers made, San Diego to me had to respond and they didn't. Yeah, they picked up Frazier early on. Really good player. I like him a lot. And you could kind of move him around a little bit. So that was a good move. And Marisnik, yeah, you know, all right. Whatever, like you said, he is. They also got Daniel Hudson. Right. That's not a bad pickup either. But I thought, you know, I thought they were going to go big for a starter as well. Um, their starters are solid. You know, I'm not going to say they're bad. You got Musgrove, really good. Darvish, Paddock, Snell has not been good this year. Weathers. Weathers, he's not bad. Um, Musgrove. Yeah. Musgrove is, yeah. I like, I like Musgrove. Um, bullpen, not bad. I personally don't mind that the Padres, the Padres kind of dip their toe in. Obviously, you wanted Max Scherzer, but I, for me, I don't, I don't like being reactive to other teams' moves. Mm. You know, uh, but when you're trying to catch a team, this is true. Yeah, you know, I mean, they're in third place right now. Yep, they're not second. They're not in first. They're in third. They're five and a half back of the Giants right now. They got the second wild card. Tatis so, is injured. Yeah. So now, yeah, Tatis got hurt again. That's like the fifth time he's hurt his shoulder um, this year. Or so, and they said the only way that's going to get fixed is with surgery. So I would think it's going to be off season, you know. Um, but uh, I don't know. When I looked at the Padres, I thought they had to do a little bit more than what they did because they're trying to they're, they're trying to catch up to these guys, you know. Um, now you're looking at if things stay the same. You're looking at a one-game playoff in L.A., which I think would be amazing for Major League Baseball. Yes. And now you got who's gonna who's gonna start for the Dodgers, right? You got Bueller, you got Scherzer, you got Curtis. Ah, bring them on! Oh my God! Slam Diego, baby. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> Slam Diego. Yeah. So that's I, I think it's gonna be great. Like, I, I, really I say it. this all in jest. And half of just, I mean, it's not my team, so I'm not my skin in the game. I would be going nuts if I was a Padre fan, probably. Yeah, absolutely. I, I expected them to do more. 
You know, they're this close and you see what the, all right. I'm not going to say they should have went huge. Like the Dodgers went Scherzer and Trey Turner and, and all that, but you got to do more than what you did. You know, you know you what though? To- that trade would have worked out perfectly right now. Tatis gets surgery. You put in Trey Turner. Yep. And you, you have go. Mad Max as your game one starter in the wild card. <laughs> and they have it to worked out perfectly coming this morning. So, and they have to know that Tatis's injury is his shoulder is like a ticking time bomb. You know, if this is yeah, like Tatis's time, shoulder happens. sadly is about as fragile as the Groms. I mean, and one thing I think they're lucky it's not his right, it's, it's his, it's his it's left. His left. So that's at least the but that screws thing. up his swing, right? But I, I I don't know. For that reason alone, they should have went a little bigger for a shortstop. Yep. You know, for a guy like Turner. I mean, and Turner, you know, you can move him around too. So if you added him along with Frazier, now you got okay, now you got your your offense covered. You know, you got the a good bench guy somewhere. Whoever doesn't start is gonna be on the bench. So that's great. But um yeah, I'm I'm surprised they didn't. Because who, yep. who's their backup shortstop? Oh, the Park, Kim. not Park. Uh, Kim. Right. Which he okay? He's not not horrible. But yeah, he. I mean, uh, yeah. If solid. you tell me you gotta go with him for two weeks, fine. Right. Most. Yeah, long term. Mm, no, that's a huge, huge blow. Um, and then and- before we get to the Dodgers, you got the Giants made a big move with Chris Bryant. Right. And and they and they reacquired Watson for the bullpen. Yep. Yeah, and then when you look at the Giants, you know what I thought for the Giants, even or the Padres, one or the other, what the Cardinals did, picking up Lester and Hap. That's interesting. Yeah, because Lester, you know, you know, (laughs) is good better than any of us is really good in the playoffs, right? He's been there. He's done. It almost seemed like a waste. Right, like the Cardinals are allocating. Why would you put them on a team that's not going to make the playoffs? Right. I mean, they're nine and a half back in the Central. They're six and a half back in the wild card. They're not catching Milwaukee. Yeah, so, right. So, I I was shocked. So, why didn't the Padres or the Giants pick up one of these guys? Like I thought the Giants were going to pick up John Lester. He fits perfectly with them. Oh, it made so much sense. He's like... He's like a Madison Bumgarner, big game pitcher on his last legs. Just let him eat innings until the playoffs and then bring him in a high leverage situation. And neither one had any kind of issues, right? You know, like they could have easily added without going over the threshold if that was an issue. Um, So I was surprised. I'm I'm really surprised. Jay Happ is what he is. I'd rather have Lester. Yeah, but Lester I would have. I'm telling you that, especially the Giants, because you know you look at their um, rotation. Yeah, they got a veteran team, right? National League, big ballpark. Yeah. And you got Gosman, who's been pitching unbelievable. Uh, Destefani as well, Cueto, Wood, all of them have been pitching good. So, but to add another veteran like that would have been good. I thought, you know, I know they got Watson for the bullpen, but you know. Yeah, they do have Longoria and Brandon Belt coming back. Yes. So they can move Bryant from third base to left field. Yeah, that that was – I love that move for them. And that they gave up the happen. number nine and number 
prospect overall. So at first it was being reported that they gave up their top prospect. Right. Big swing. (laughs) Yeah. So I, I thought, you know what, that's not a bad move at all. I I like that because now, you know, like you said, if you, Brian can play third until, um, what's his name? Longoria comes back. And once he comes back, you said you put him in left. And And then you have a lot of guys that it's not the sexiest team out in the West at all, but you look at guys like Longoria, Brandon Belt, Brandon Crawford, Chris Bryant. Those four guys will give you very good at bats. Mm-hmm. Buster Posey. Yep. That's solid five right there. And a lot of those guys are going to be free agents too at the end of the year, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're uh, they're weirdly all in this year. They didn't Posey, expect to be, but they are. <laughs> Well, look, think of the, the names that are all free agents. Yastrzemski. Right. Quato. You got a good six right there. Quato, Posey, Bryant, Gausman, Belt, Crawford. Yeah, this is this year. All. And I don't think, in all honesty, they didn't expect to be here. No, I yeah, I thought they were going to be, like, just playing out the string this year, waiting for their prospect. Yeah. But you know what? This is, this is you know, they're playing with house money right now. So that's why I thought they would have went a little bit bigger for something this year because hey you know what we shouldn't even be here so let's let's add another player to it and let's let's go for it because we're not going to have exactly. any of these guys probably back maybe posey will sign you know just because he's been there forever so um so yeah that was uh that was quick but i love love the brian move that was a great move so for that reason it was it was that they did well and then dun 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 yeah. The Empire Strikes. Yep. The Dodgers <laughs> get Max Scherzer and Trey Turner because one isn't enough. Uh, for the number one prospect in their system, Kiebert Ruiz, this catcher. The number two prospect, the right-handed pitcher, Josiah Gray. Number 17 prospect, Gerardo Carrillo. And an unranked outfielder, Donovan Casey. Incredible. <laughs> and I'm assuming they took on all the money because that's what they do. Yeah, their payroll is 266. That's it. So imagine, just imagine, they took on their payroll uh, on the money. I, I if they if they didn't, if they made the nationals pay the money instead, like the Yankees. Imagine the under. return. Yeah. Incredible. I incredible. I go back and forth on this. Um, I, I know sports, you're supposed to give a hot take and you're supposed to, you know, it's either black or it's white. It's very, he's going to be a bum or he's going to be the best thing ever in Hall of Fame. They got great players, but I go back and forth on the Dodgers being the new evil umpire. How much is enough? You know, when, when is enough? They're, 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 <laughs> They're building an all-star team. It's ridiculous. And then I go back to once in a once in a while, I go back to the theory that the Dodgers are doing it the right way. They're they're not buying everybody. What they're doing is they they spent a couple of years building up their farm system. They're where Boston wants to be in two years. They build right. up their farm system and now they're using that capital. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. No. Not at all. Because you, you know what? You as as the big market team, you could do that. 
See, the right. lower market team has to build with the farm system, ride with them. And then when they start getting good, like, like the Rays do, when they get somebody decent and he starts playing well and he's getting ready to get paid, they move. You got to hit that glass now. Yeah. And Meadows for Archer. Yeah, exactly. That was the Oh, I, I look, I got to respect what the Dodgers are doing. I'm not thrilled with it, but they're, they're all in. They are Scherzer makes up for Bauer. And then Seeger just came off the IL. So you move Turner to second. So I guess your lineup, you're looking at Bellin in no particular order. You're looking at Betts, Bellinger, Taylor, and then Turner, Seeger, Muncie, and Justin Turner. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> and incredible. And then Will man. Smith, the catcher. Right. And then your pitching is ridiculous. We were talking about this off the air yesterday. Your pitching is ridiculous. Even without Bauer, you have Scherzer, you have Urias, you have Kershaw, you have Bueller. Mm -hmm. So your number five starter right now is David Price. Or or Gonsolin. Or Gonsolin. And whichever one isn't, is in the bullpen. Yeah. (laughs) Right? And then in playoffs, both of them would be in the bullpen. Yeah, in the playoffs, both of them are coming in from the bullpen. Yeah, that's it's insane. And like you said, that's without Bauer. They also we forget they they had Bauer, and you know who knows what's going to happen with that guy now. But um, it, it's ugh. They're <laughs> I'm looking up their team pitching. This oh. is the ERAs for their starters. 2.19, for their closer. They don't have a guy over four until you get to their 17th pitcher <laughs> who pitched 16 innings. So everybody that's pitched more than 17 innings this year has a sub four ERA. I think it's them in Milwaukee in the National League. That would be cool, and I would love to see the Brewers get in there. You know, they haven't won it. As I was telling you last night, the Brewers have the same thing with pitching. Yeah. They don't have the offense that the Dodgers did. They don't have the all-star team, but they also don't don't have the pressure that the Dodgers have. Right. They're just just out there. (laughs) They're just playing. You know, they they picked up Adamas early on, which was huge. Um, but yeah, I mean, it obviously goes through the NL West, but I think the Brewers can be a sneaky team. Mm-hmm. I hope so. And, and they're doing it without Yelich, basically. Yelich yeah. has got six homers this year, 28 ribbies. Yeah, they just got Lorenzo Kane back. They're kind of like the, um, the Giants of the Midwest. Yeah. Only younger. They're just a yes. younger version. Yep. You know, they don't have the 30-plus guys. Nope. Only 30-year-olds. I got Garcia. He's 30. Jackie Bradley Jr. is 31. All right. Jackie Bradley. And Colton Wong. That, you know, you got a, a good – just a good group of players right there, you know, solid all the way around yeah. really, and really good pitching. <laughs> yep. So that's uh, – so, yeah, that cool to see that. Dodgers Brewers, I would love to see that. But I you like got to get through the Giants and the Padres first. So right. it's not a foregone conclusion that the Dodgers even make it to the World Series. 
And it's amazing. We're talking about the Dodgers. They're not even leading their division. Exactly. Right. I mean, it's crazy, but I, and I would love, I hope. Dodgers Padres game one uh, wild card. I would love to see that. That would be awesome. Cause anytime they play, it's, it's must see TV. And I want to see an analytical game come to fruition. I want to see an opener. I want, I want to see whatever you think of them off the field, obviously, but I want to see Bauer come back. I want to see everybody healthy and I want to see Bauer, Kershaw, Scherzer, each pitch, three innings, (laughs) all out one game against Snell, Darvish, Musgrove. Right. And just see who comes out on top. Snell's been probably the biggest bust or one of the biggest busts. In baseball, yep. when I and I was like, when they got him, I thought, oh man. No, I got him. I thought they okay, World Series. Yeah, yeah. and he's been, I, I'm gonna say garbage. Yeah. Right. He's got a five four ERA. Yep. Pitching in San Diego. Yeah. He got a five ERA in San Diego. That's not good. No. In that ball, in that in that ballpark, I mean, Paddock no. is at over five two, which is surprising. At least he's been a little more solid, but. Snell's just not been good this year. So, but uh, so after going through the whole league, focusing on our teams, give me one winner and one loser. What do you think? Uh, one winner. Um, the Dodgers is the easy one, but I'm not gonna. I won't pick them. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna say the Braves with all the moves they made. Okay. I, I, you know what? That might have put them in position to catch. The Mets, you know, um, okay. I, I really like all their moves they made. So that that's my winner. Well, who's your winner? I'm going to go with. It's a lot to choose from because there's a lot yeah. of moves. A lot of guys made good moves. I'm. They're not my know. only winner, but. <laughs> I. Uh... You know what? Red Sox fan in me is going to go pessimistic and it's going to sound like late 90s trash talk, but I'm going to say the winner is the Yankees. <laughs> I'm, I have a funny feeling the Yankees are going to start catching people with Rizzo and Gallo. Mm-hmm. And he is going to eat innings. So, and they didn't, I mean, they have to, the Yankees have to be considered the winner because they didn't spend money and they got talent. That you know what I that to me is the biggest shocker for me. You know, I how did they do that? I mean, I know they gave up a little bit better. The Red Sox spent more to. money and got less talent. Yeah. So the Yankees are the winner for me. What about loser? Loser, I you know what I I said it earlier. Uh I thought the Padres, I think they missed the boat. I really do. I they had, I mean, they're trying to catch guys, you know, they're not in yep. The division lead here and they're like that eh, they got to catch us so they, they got to make the moves no no no. when you're catching someone you have to be the aggressor you have right to you have to do what the dodgers did right that's what you got to do and they dodgers went you know way overboard but they were smart they were like hey we're in it we're going for it um so i thought the padres even the giants in a lesser lesser degree they did pick up bryant but i thought they missed the boat on a pitcher so those are my two two big losers Okay, for me, the loser is obvious, Colorado. 
Yeah. Oh, that's right. We didn't. Right. We didn't. Colorado. I would say Colorado and to a lesser extent, Arizona. Neither of them are going anywhere soon. Right. Make you move. Arizona made a couple peripheral moves, but they could have blown everything up Mm -hmm. like the Cubs and the Nationals did. And Colorado, did they get the memo that the trade deadline was on the 30th? I mean, no story, no gray, no Marquez. Uh, let me actually let me ask you this. Do you think um, the offers for story were not that good and they figured, you know what? We'll, I think teams are trying to buy them. low, trying to sell them on. Look, he's only batting 240. He's a power hitter that's not going to age well as far as if we want to sign him after this year. He's, he's a product of Coors Field. I, I'm just trying to play devil's advocate. Yeah, like – did they not get the great offers and they figured, you know what, we'll, we'll just take the first. I, I think if I think they went to the Yankees and said, we want Volpe. We want Wells, right? We want Volpe, Wells and Frazier. Right. And the Yankees laughed. If they said maybe Volpe and Frazier, I think that would have. That yeah, because Frazier has a negative value right now. Yeah, Frazier is just He's a 20-year-old. He's in double-A. I showed you what Sweeney Murdy said. He said yeah. he had a great game the other day just doing what he does. And then just I read – I, I also out read, infield hits, hitting line drives, hitting the cutoff, showing off his arm, diving plays. Another guy said, expect to see him probably at the end of next year as yes. a September call-up and then – Starting in 2023. 2023, your team is going to be him and Dominguez. Yeah. Those are your Maybe even Wells as the decade and Wells. Because so I don't, I, again, I think Colorado really missed the boat. And you know what? You I, could have I, gotten I, something for John Gray. You could have yeah. gotten, a, if Barrios got a lot, you could have gotten a lot for Marquez. Yep. And then not big spenders. So it's not like, Okay. But what about Daniel Bard? I mean, I know Red Sox fans don't want to hear that name, but no, but that, make you move, man. Like, yep. like again, you're not Charlie Blackman, big. right? Get rid Charlie of Blackman would have gotten you two Decent organizational podcast. depth pieces. And think about it; he's 35. Yep. What, what are you, what are you hanging him on for? <laughs> like, like, what's the end game there? Yeah. Okay, I you don't... get a draft pick for a story. And he still has two years remaining on his contract at 20-something million dollars. I just don't understand how you say to your fans, we're getting rid of Arenado for whatever they got. Right. <laughs> you made that trade, much. but not these. But not these. So this is the hell you're dying on. This is the line in the sand. Uh, we're keeping Trevor Story for two months. Right. For, for what? To finish in the last play? For, for a number of what? For a competitive balance pick for like a 30th overall? Yeah, because that's all you're going to get for him. Which is a scratch-off. Yeah. I would have traded him for two scratch-offs, two prospects. Yeah, it makes no that's sense just, what they did. That's... And then Arizona, same thing. They're in the same Arizona, boat. I mean, they got rid of Escobar, they got rid of Voight, but they could have gotten rid of Ketal Marte. Josh Reddick is a fourth outfielder to a team. Can't believe he's still employed. Peralta. Yep. Nick Ahmed. I mean... Yeah, Nick Ahmed would have gotten you something. I'm sure so. they would have loved to have dumped Baumgartner because that contract is oh. awful. Yep. Um, Caleb Smith. Um, Carson Kelly. 
Yeah, there's so many Casey guys. Kelly, Carson Kelly. I, I don't know. And okay, they the, even if they spend a few bucks next year and try to improve the team, are you gonna? You're competing now with the Dodgers and the Padres. And to a lesser extent, the Giants in that division. You got to hope the Giants fall off after this year, and yeah. then you're fighting for third place. Right. You're not catching those other two teams with the team you have. And that's best case scenario. Yes. <laughs> for them. So if everything breaks right, you're third place. Right. <laughs> third place. That's great. Possibly a wild card. <laughs> you know. All right. <laughs> I, I don't get it. And again, nope. that's another one. Their payroll is under a hundred million dollars. And that's Whitbaum got his uh, salary. <laughs> so, like, get rid of these guys. Cole Calhoun. Oh, God. Even if you got a low prospect for him. Yeah. Just get rid of them. Get like, rid of them and let the kids play. Yeah. You know, like, at least at least, I, as a fan, I, that's what I want to see. I want to see the young kids play at least. I don't want to see Cole Calhoun play. Josh Reddick, Cole Calhoun, the 2015 – in 2015, they weren't even all-stars. Right. So now he's, you know, 34, 33, whatever he is now. I mean, I don't know. These, these, But this is why these franchises are where they are. You know, yep. it's sad and, as it is. And you were asking me a couple episodes back about Arizona's farm system. I looked at it. They're a middle-of-the-road farm system. They're not that bad. Hmm. So I don't know if they don't want to start the service clocks. For some of these guys, right, or they're further away and they don't have AAA help, but yeah, that I mean, they're throwing out Tyler Clipper. You got to have somebody better than that. Oh my god! Oh god! <laughs> that name, Jesus! Oh boy! But so yeah, yeah that wraps up what I think is the single best. I know we owe, it's hyperbolic, and every year is better than the right. last, but <laughs> I think this was the best trade deadline as far as. I think what 10 all-stars moved. So and I think too what what helped was that there was no waiver trades yes. after this. This is oh, it. Yeah. This is it until September call-ups. Yeah, which I think major league now baseball or forever did, hold your peace. And I think major league baseball did a great job making this rule because I hated that because it was like this rule and on an unrelated note, I like the the drafting during the all-star weekend kind of building yeah. it up. I like it. Mm-hmm. These are tinkering moves that I like. Yeah, I agree. Those, right. They've made a really, a lot of really bad decisions and yes. new rule changes. But these two. Uh, these two is that. putting more of an emphasis on prospects and the future of the game, which yeah. I like. Absolutely. And I would love to see them do a little more with the all-star game, but that's just me. You know, I'd like to see them add more competitions in that, not just a home run derby. Yeah, I, uh, I personally, another hot take, I hate the home run derby. Mm-hmm. I just, but it's, it's, fun it's for, for the fans. fans. It's money. It's whatever. Yeah, it is right. what it is. It's fun. I would love to see an outfield throwing competition. That would be cool. From right field, like just show A, who had, like, who can hit a target from right field mm-hmm. into home plate or who can throw the fastest. I know you're looking at, you're getting into murky territory with, injuries but almost like a quarterback competition and along with the home run derby i would do something where you could hit targets on the field yes moving targets yeah and i think that would be great because especially all we see these guys do is pull the ball pull the ball into the shift so it would be cool to see a guy (laughs) 
sprayed. I'm not advocating for this, but I saw in Japan <laughs> on on a video they showed in I think it was the Japanese league. They have a bunting competition. Yes, they have I a target, that. and the guy just bunts it into it. I I think that's cool. You it's know, amazing. Like, yeah, and you get like not? a standing ovation for bunting down the line. It's and great. you know what? For the home and run in our game, game, that would be a double. Yeah. exactly you're right with the shift and for me like the home run derby i would i would want a pitcher to be involved like Baumgartner was always right and um probably help his era something just something to (laughs) or make it like a veteran a guy who hasn't played in a few years a guy that's been yeah bring out uh bring out um and let him use an aluminum bat you know Right, something, man. Bring out Cologne in full, in a full like helmet, pat shoulder pads, and give them uh, an aluminum bat. But say, for certain rounds, you have to go opposite field. Yeah, and I, I would also too. I mean, there are so many different variations you could play with. With the home run derby, I would do like a mystery edition on the night of the home run derby. Each team, each side, if they break it into American League and National League, have it that you could add a mystery uh, entry into the home run derby. I like Make it. Make that as your veteran guy. Yep. You know? And then you could also do so awesome. Every fifth pitch, they can throw a breaking ball. Yeah. Ball. They got to I mean, play there's with so it. many different things you can do that yeah. could. And they can make it so much more fun. You oh, know? my God. Imagine Tim Wakefield up there uh, pitching. Right, knuckleball. Yeah. To to uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. with an aluminum bat. That's why I I like you know not that I watch it but the NBA All Star Weekend they yeah, have three point bats. shootout slam dunk yeah NHL I mean it is what it is it's all for money that's and it. it's all for the young fans you're doing it you're making that it would, fun. I would I would I hate home run derby and i would watch it if they gave them aluminum bats just for the fact that it would bring kids into the game to see hey i hit a ball 180 feet out of my little league park last night i wonder what vladimir guerrero jr could do right exactly just uh it'll it would add so much man i would i would love it i don't know if they would ever do it but i wish they would listen to yeah you'd have to have a brick wall at, 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 yeah. at, at, instead of a net right right exactly because it would go right through the net yeah but they could i'm tiny but they could tinker with it so much and yeah they could and i like the celebrity it. veterans coming into pitch and yeah something man just, oh man get a lefty on lefty bringing graham lloyd from the bullpen yeah you know just to gotta add something to the all-star weekend because it's just a home run derby That's and you great. can monetize it yeah oh absolutely that that's what it's about. It's all what it's about, man. And if you add stuff to it, it can only it can only add, you know, like it, it can only make it better by the tinker yeah. you're going to do. Because the- my theory is, if you're going to tinker and say, you know, we can't shift, and you do the seven inning double headers, tinker when the games don't count. Right. Don't tinker with playoff games with this with that. Tinker with the all-star stuff that's where manfred can get in, in his little laboratory and play around right that's just me it's true so, so true. yeah that's 
That's a that's a weird way to end the trade deadline, but yeah, that's all right. That's a good <laughs> conversation to have, man. Yeah, no, it was fun. And yeah. uh we will be back for what is I can't believe it's already episode five coming up on Monday. Yeah. We'll talk about the last week. We'll try not to bore you with more tread down day deadline talk, but we'll talk about the week for the new additions. Uh we can review preview of the next week. And uh you're going to the game next Saturday? Yeah, against uh, Seattle. I got a, a buddy of mine, childhood friend of mine, uh he's been serving overseas. Oh, cool. So I, I couldn't say no to him because I was like, I really don't want to go to a Yankee game, you know, but he wants to take his, his hey, you got some new guys to look at now. Yeah, exactly. So I don't mind. So that. we'll preview the week ahead. Uh we'll review what's happening currently. And um you can find us at Talking Rivals on Twitter. Uh, if you want to ask us a question or have something mentioned on the air, as long as you keep it clean, we'll uh, definitely do our best. And uh, you can find us anywhere podcasts are, are played at Talking Rivals. And for now, it's Chris and Patrick signing off. All right. Take care.